재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Some years ago I started calling myself Ginger Peter Sherlock Rosemary Emmanuel The Archbishop of Canterbury You may know me better as The Real Slim Shady Rumoured to be the new signing for Westminster and the Thames. And I just love to ride horses. But only if the Banjo Union Bolt has been corrected. First chapter. It is time again for first chapter. We read you an excerpt from a different book every Sunday morning. Usually from the exposition. Today's book is Tangshindere Chonguk or This Paradise of Yours by Korean writer Yi Chongjun. The story takes place on Sorok Island in the 1970s, where people suffering from leprosy were quarantined from 1916 on. I'll be reading from the very beginning of the book, where a surgeon general arrives on the island and hears about patients who escaped. I'll be back after Cry. By Johnny Ray. Please enjoy. If your sweetheart sends a letter of good. This Paradise of Yours by Yi Chongjun. The new director had come to the island hospital. Colonel Chuo Baekun, a surgeon general on active duty, was the first director to come to the hospital after the May coup. From the moment he set foot on the island one August evening, he was clearly different from all his predecessors. What on earth is this? He asked the people waiting for him on the pier. Why did you people bring the car? Completely ignoring the car and the staff members of the hospital, he walked briskly all the way to the hospital area, guided by the chief doctor of medical services. The green military uniform he wore suited his tall stature and exceptionally dark skin. His purposeful stride echoed harshly in the still air of the late summer evening. That night, two male patients escaped from the island. The next morning, Yi Sang-wook, head of the hygienic subdivision, received the report from the patrol office before the other staff members arrived. It was not an unusual occurrence, but they discussed at length whether or not they should report it to the new director. The chief doctor of medical services and other staff members suggested they handle the case themselves and tell the director later, but Sangok disagreed. The patients always welcomed new directors with one or two escapes, and this shouldn't be ignored. Above all, Sangwook wanted to see how the director reacted. I don't think we should hide it, he said. I didn't say we should hide it, said the chief doctor. But today he probably wants to make an inaugural speech. I know this case is your responsibility, but I say we should tread carefully. The chief doctor had been acting director of the hospital for the past two months. A dermatologist, this short and fussy man had worked hard for the hospital, the biggest leprosy clinic in the nation, and he didn't want any sort of trouble. 
Without saying anything more, Sangwook waited for the arrival of the director along with the other 200-odd staff members of the main hospital. He had no intention of following the chief doctor's advice. Around 10 to 8, the director, guided by the Paji General Affairs Division head, who was out of breath trying to keep up with him, arrived at his office on the second floor. Meanwhile, the chief doctor and some other officials went to the adjoining office to meet the director on his first day of work. The director's first words happened to suit Sangwook's purpose very well. Anything special last night? As an introduction to his staff, these words fell flat. The director's military uniform was crisply ironed for his first day on the job and he was wearing a gun strapped to his belt. His tone was as brash as if he had known the hospital staff for some time. His bluntness and apparent impatience worried the people who had been waiting for him. I do have something to report to you, sir, Sangwook began cautiously. I've summoned all the staff of the main hospital, sir, the chief doctor hastily interrupted, but the director turned straight to Sangwook. What is it you want to report? The director stared at him, waiting. Suddenly, Sangwook felt his heart pounding. He felt everyone in the adjoining office watching him. It was always like this. From childhood, he hated it desperately when people stared at him. More than that, he feared it. And once he felt those eyes, he would suffer from hallucinations for days. Even when he was alone in a room, he couldn't shake off that feeling of eyes gazing fixedly on his back. Sangwook broke out in a cold sweat, but now he was caught. Two people escaped last night. Escaped? Patients escaped from this island? It seems so, sir. It's really not that unusual, the chief doctor interrupted again, stopping Sangwook with a sharp glance. But again, the director spoke up. It seems so? Did they escape or didn't they? Where did they escape from? Director Cho asked, raising his caterpillar-like eyebrows impatiently. From Shinsang village, sir. I'm not asking what village. I'm asking about which route they took and how they escaped. Oh, well, there's a little projection on the shore behind Shinsang village. They call it Tolpuri, and usually they start to cross over to the land from there. Let's go there. Now? Why are you making me repeat myself? But the hospital staff is waiting to meet you in the assembly hall, and today we also have to get the patients together. It doesn't matter. I can meet them later. But the chief doctor was standing at attention. The other people in the office were also frozen in immobile postures. Wasting no time, the director turned to Sangwoo. The med service chief doesn't seem to like what I'm doing. Do you mind guiding me there? Without waiting for an answer, the director marched out stiffly. No. 
whatever reason, it was unusual on the island for a new director not to hold an inaugural meeting on his first day. Usually, a new director would give two inaugural speeches. The first would be delivered in the early morning to the staff members at the main hospital, announcing first his new plans for the management and better treatment of the personnel, and then severely criticizing the staff's idleness, even though it was not clear how a new director could say such a thing on his first day. The true inaugural speech, however, was the second one, which was given in the patient's area, across the buffer zone from where the personnel lived. Whenever a new director came, 5,000 current and former patients from the seven villages, everyone except those who couldn't walk, gathered in the park plaza in Chungang village. There, the new director would present his ambitious plans for the new management of the hospital and the welfare facilities, promising to promote the interest of the patients. More than 10 new directors in the 40 years since the opening of the hospital had done so. It was naturally expected of this new director as well, but he seemed totally indifferent to what was customary. This one might not have his statue in mind, Sangwook was thinking to himself while following the director as if hypnotized. From the beginning, Director Cho was acting differently from those who usually came to this forgotten island of the south, dreaming of erecting statues in their own honor. The director's car was already waiting in front of the hospital, asking the chief doctor to have the hospital operations report prepared by the time he came back. Director Cho swung into the car. Since he took the front seat beside the chauffeur, Sangwook, who was supposed to be the guide, took the back. Let's go, the director ordered the chauffeur. Offended by the escape incident, he started cursing the escapees. Darn it, they fled without even getting a look at me. The harsh-sounding Pyongan dialect was more noticeable when he swore. The car came down a small hill and entered the 30-foot buffer zone that formed the border between the personnel zone and the patient's area. Suddenly remembering Sangwook was there, the director turned around and asked, What are you in the hospital? I mean, what's your position? Me, sir. I'm in charge of the hygienic subdivision, and my name is Yi Sangwook. Since the director again turned his head, Sangwook spoke to his back without bowing. Hygienic subdivision, what do you do? It's a subdivision of the medical services division. Mainly we do bacteriological examinations and recuperation training, but sometimes we also handle the corpses, cremation and all. Then you must know a lot about the patient's conditions. Today I expect you to fill in all the gaps for me. I'll explain whatever I can, sir. The car was entering Chang'an village across the buffer zone along the barbed wire fence that surrounded the patient's area. They could see a piece of deep blue ocean on the right side and a light yellow roadway stretching through the thick pine woods along the shore. A couple of sailboats crossing to Dongyang Bay dotted the sparkling ocean. In the hazy summer sun, the mainland across the ocean glimmered serenely like a mirage. The entire archipelago was known for its beauty, but the views on this particular island were incomparable. Wonderful. It's gorgeous. 
The director seemed enchanted by the scenery. Now a little calmer, he was watching it unfold outside the car window. A little later, he again turned around and asked Sangwook, How big is this island? A little more than 1,200 acres. One third of it is the personnel zone, and the rest of the island is divided into the seven villages of the patient zone. The patients call the personnel zone the capital of the island, and I've heard this village is called Chang'an because it's the nearest to the capital. Sangwook felt the suffocating tension that he had experienced in the office disappear. He almost felt generous towards the director who was lost in the beauty of the landscape, and he gave explanations the director didn't even ask for. But with no interest in how the village received its name, the director just said, half to himself, the whole island looks like a beautiful park. The songs we played in between were Huiparam by Huckleberry Finn, followed by Islandeso by Harim. Today I read from Yi Chongjun's This Paradise of Yours, translated by Chang Wangnok and Chang Yonghee. The translation was published in 1986 by Crescent Publications. Copies are available any place where books are sold. Yi Chongjun is well known to readers as the brilliant writer behind classic films such as Sopyeonje and Miryang or Secret Sunshine. My first encounter with Yi Chongjun was through the film Sopyeonje. As a young girl, I fell in love with Pansori and Ojong's charismatic voice. But what brought me back to Yi Chongjun was his exploration of what forgiveness and redemption is in Poleyagi, the short story Secret Sunshine was based on. Religious themes that run through all of his writings encounter the real world and create new, surprising insight. If you want to know what happens next to the Surgeon General on the Island of the Dead, check out This Paradise of Yours by Yi Chongjun. It is time for this week's quote. It's from today's roundtable book, To Kill a Mockingbird. The one thing that doesn't abide by majority rule is a person's conscience. Once again, that was from To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. We have arrived at the end of this week's show, the first show of Bookend Season 6. All of us at the Bookend are very excited for this new season and grateful for your continued support. We have a great spring-summer season prepared for you, so subscribe to our podcast and don't forget to tune in every Sunday morning. To learn more about next week's topic, please visit our website. I'm Jamie Chang. Have a wonderful week and I'll be back next Sunday at 10 with another brand new installation of The Bookend. 사람이 살면 